Welcome to the Two Medics podcast. My name is Thrushing Awardner. I'm a cardiology registrar subspecializing in coronary intervention. And my name's Beth and John. I'm a GP trainee, ex neurosurgery trainee, specializing in everything and nothing. And also Christmas viruses this week, actually. That's been, oh, the, really? the, that's that? been the flavor of GP, just respiratory oh, illness God. everywhere. And just people just asking, oh, I'm okay now, but I'll just, I'll just have a course of antibiotics for Christmas, doctor, if that's okay. <laughs> Which I'm not sure it's great for antibiotic stewardship, but yeah. No. How much fight? Or maybe do I, no, I, 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 do you mean like how resistant am I or how like How flexible? resistant are antibiotics yeah. to your... <laughs> yeah, my charms or the patient charms. Yeah. So yeah. it's so difficult. And I feel like this is always like a topic of tutorials for us because... It's so hard. And I think we are, there is a push yeah. from like public health England and nice at the moment, I think to like, if you're going to prescribe antibiotics, then you need to see people face to face. Would isn't an ideal world is great, but not quite possible at the minute in primary care. Mm. And I, I sort of, I feel like sometimes I'm a, I'm a bit of a, today was a bit of a mixture for me. So today is Friday, the 22nd of December. So I yes. think the last with that, if you're in work and stuff, whatever, but for me today I was in work and yeah, we had, I think about. The split was about 60% antibiotics, I think I gave actually to 40%. Because I don't know, it's just some people you just know that they're just okay. I don't know how to describe yeah. that, but you just know. And then other people, like, it's a, if they put on a performance and they're like hacking their guts up on the phone, I'm like, brava, mm. brava. Yeah. <laughs> you get some. Adam. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a bit of a bit. It's so hard, isn't it? Because uh, to be fair, most of these things are going to be viral. There's just loads of horrible ruddy stuff going around at the minute and uh, but people are just panicking because it's Christmas and of course antibiotics and pseudocrem are like the two things that fix everything oh, in really? the UK I feel at the really? moment yeah people love pseudocrem not just that and antacids oh of course added by uh, some extra just gosh yeah I think because I don't know if you're the same Therusha but because I've been slowly building up like a Christmas stash of like goodies and it's so yeah. hard to not chip into that and like the past couple of days yeah. I've just conveniently forgot that I'm celiac once again and just start like getting into those Christmas goodies and then waking up in the night was like, what's this feeling? And it's acid reef. <laughs> so um, I think we just oh. need to start popping the Rennies now until about January the yeah. 3rd and then we'll be good to go. It's a beautiful time of year. It is. A wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. So getting on to the topics, of course, talked about, there's a lot to talk about, but really sad news that was on the timeline this week was the a loss of someone who was like an active member of Med Twitter, Dr. Tazni Mahmood. So her handle was at Life of Taza, I think. Yeah. And she's been in and out of Twitter. And sadly, she passed away on the 17th of December. There are some tweets from her sister talking about her. Her sister's handle is at Introverted Med One. And she said her battle with mental health was a long one. And I'm proud to say that she fought very hard until the end. Even if she didn't always know it, she was so loved. Tasni was an incredible person to all. She had the biggest heart and spread kindness and compassion wherever she went. Really sad. Yeah, and I think that's the Taz that we knew from Twitter as well, because she was just that, such a lovely, wholesome person, wasn't she? And uh, yeah, I think many of us are going to miss miss her. Yeah, I think one of the recurring kind of messages on Twitter after that in the, in the wake of it all was that 
people encouraging other people to reach out just if they're struggling so that we can try and offer some support that way. And I know you said it and I, I certainly do feel that it, my DMs are open. I didn't I know if I have to be following people back to be DM'd. Maybe I should change that on my account. But I think if people want to talk and just have someone just randomly fly, just listen to what they have to say, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. And I think it's, I guess we don't know the answers and mm. that goes for kind of anything, isn't it? Sometimes like when you feel, I talk, think about when I've felt not so good and sometimes you don't want someone to give you answers or advice, but sometimes yeah. it's just that act of someone like sitting alongside you and just whether it's a stranger or whether it's someone you know, or whether it's someone in between or whether it's one of us, it's just that kind of, hey, I'm struggling and I say might not know what to do but can always kind of just offer a shoulder to lean on and just yeah a bit of company and I guess um but the usual kind of you know I don't want to sound I don't want to make it sound like this pre-planned or you can reach out to practitioner health and so but I think it is important mm. to know about things like doctors in distress and practitioner health and I think these services are there for people like us who are struggling and there's no right or wrong way to handle these things is it but I think it's just always good to know that there are people and services and things that potentially could help and offer that company or just a bit of advice or support or just whatever it is that you may not know that you need at that time yeah yeah I think Tab says it I don't think anyone, the word from her family was, as for Med Twitter, she loved being a doctor despite its many challenges. But the conditions of the NHS severely need improvements. For my sister, it was her job that kept her going. Thank you all for your best wishes. We ask that you keep her in your thoughts and prayers and to carry on her legacy through your work. Absolutely. So, uh, moving on, strike this week. Yeah. I can see that there's, you think so also the Welsh doctors have voted to strike as well? Yes. So I feel like it's, it's all right ramping up again, isn't it? So we had that period of like between October and now where there was like no strikes and talks and things. And at that time, like the SAS specialty and specialist locally employed doctors were balloted and it turns to see the Welsh doctors were balloted. And then it was announced on December the 18th that junior doctors in Wales have voted in favour of industrial action. And they are planning a 72-hour strike from January the 15th, so in a few weeks' time. And again, similar to the English doctors, their mandate was kind of 98% in favour for strike action. So again, serious stuff, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's, that's a some, big number. That's pretty definitive. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. definitive. As far as it goes, Gosh. absolutely. So that's a planned strike. And I did see there was... From Cardiff and Vale Health Board, some thinly veiled threats about striking and kind of those emails that I think are old hat to us in England now because we've seen every sort of threat you can have. But this is the yeah. first strike, yeah. isn't it, for the Welsh doctors? And there was this thinly veiled threat of GMC referral. So this was re uh, reported by Dr. Peter Fahey. And the language used is, whilst you are under no obligation to tell us if you are taking strike action, every doctor will need to consider in advance how the proposed actions will impact continuity of care for existing patients. 
And then, of course, they drop in accordance with the GMC's good medical practice. Everyone knows what that. As soon as you drop those words, isn't it? The little professionalism red flag starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just have to mention that. But there's all tricks of the trade. All tricky tricksters. Well, I think the thing to say is, and we did see it happen, trusts, if they think the strike is going to be unsafe to patients, they can appeal to the BMA to say, we think the numbers will be, it won't be safe. And they can negotiate a plan with the BMA as to how the strike can be enacted and make adjustments for it. So sending this out and because trying to browbeat their, their yeah. um, doctor colleagues isn't the way about it. And it is just pure blackmail. It's, yeah, guilt trip, isn't it? Big time. Yeah, exactly. And, and there are plenty of measures that they can take to do when they're choosing to do this. So that's a choice they're making and that reflects on them. There's but it shouldn't hide behind that. There is there are that's the answer to give really. Yeah, totally. And so we could see that also SAS doctors have also voted to strike. Now I'm worried about how I to describe them because obviously Rob Fleming will be like, actually So why is So I think as long as we as long as we don't say non training, I think as long as we don't say that he just said it though. He might leave us alone. I don't know. But I think I'm going to just say SAS, specialty, specialist, and locally employed doctors. (laughs) And I hope that I'm sure I'll offend someone because that seems to be the flavor of the month at the moment. But there you go. That's what I'm going to call. But the official post from Imran Sharif says 93% yes vote for for SAS doctors. I was going to say SASI. SAS doctors, apologies, ballot for industrial action. So again, another amazing turnout, another amazing mandate. Yeah. And then I think moving on from that, it's a the more, consultants, yeah, right? they, they voted yeah. in favor of continuing the industrial action. So I just, I don't know what it's going to take for people to, for the government to realize like we mean business. I don't know. Yeah, it's not going away. This is not going exactly. away. Exactly. And the other really good thing, despite on social media, there is, you can see from those kind of voting mandates that there is a lot of solidarity. Yeah. And people will be like, oh, just undermining this and that. But actually, if you look at the way people are voting, these are like, oh, this all seem to be upwards of 90% in favor. Yes. So, yeah. And obviously, doctors, we, there are plenty of contrarians, there are plenty of people who think they know better, and there's plenty of very cynical people amongst mm. the medical profession. But at, Equally, they're perfectly capable of weighing up evidence and stuff. And you can just, it's obvious yeah. that everyone's in agreement that this is, un- is unacceptable and things need to change. I think it's just great to see that there is this continued vigor and energy for stand- standing up to this government and yeah. basically asking to be paid for it. Where, totally. So- and I think, and it's then, it's then never surprising still that we still get like these arguments of like these political commentators that get like invited on to shows like Good Morning Britain and stuff to talk mm. about these things and they I like I'm not convinced that they have any kind of skin in the game or ability to actually make reasoned judgments because it's always oh bloody junior doctors and I think one of the flavors of this week was accusing us of just striking to want a longer holiday now that is a bonus mm. like you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure these dates were also not chosen for that reason in particular, but right. they are making a big impact considering that there's now like a, you know, a, a long bank holiday weekend coming up. But imagine like sitting there on a news panel show and saying with your whole chest that this is why doctors are striking. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, so I think the things that they conveniently overlook, because 
I did a little thread because it winds me up because you hear the same stuff again and again, the same disingenuous stuff. Oh, mortality is going to go up. And it's look, there have been eight rounds. Well, yeah, show me the figures. Time, yeah. yeah, exactly. Where's the evidence? You've got plenty of stru- previous strokes to, to use now, to harvest for data if you want. Yeah, totally. And we can, you can see that the service is then consultant-led. Yeah. Consultant and map-led. And so it's not that. And then they say stuff like, Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. The other thing about wanting to have extra holiday, we're not getting paid. I know it's days. hardly and it's hard. It yeah. is hard. It's, it's hardly um, annual leave, is it? Like, do you know what I mean? No. But and um, like, yeah. For me, example, I'm on call this weekend, so I'm going to go in after the strike, and it will be way more difficult. Of course, it will. Way more busy. Yeah. Of course, it will. So it just it just doesn't hold any water. And there are all these other things like where they say, "Oh, we pay your wages," and that kind of stuff. It's just, if that's um, the case, just stop shortchanging us. <laughs> it's it's I mean, a very easy way. Exactly. If you if that if you clearly think you have that much control, then sort it out. But there's just lots. There was lots of aggro because people. I think people had maybe a bit of hope with our new health secretary, thinking it couldn't be much worse than Mr. Barkley. But and I'm not convinced I buy into this argument completely. But there was a lot of issues this week about when our new health secretary, Victoria Atkins, used the word doctors in training when she was doing some interview. And it was like some people saying, but I thought this is what we were meant to be called now. Because that whole thing, isn't it? Replacing SHO and house officer and stuff. And then someone linked like the links from HEE that did call us doctors in training. And then our resident med ed guru was like, oh, actually it's postgraduate doctors in training, but you're not far off. But I think lots of people just took umbrage to that phrase as well, didn't they, this week? Mm. I did because Axe, I mean, I, I loved, do, yeah, it's because they always do, yeah. Yeah, so Atkins probably didn't mean to insult us. But just to put these terms into context, I've been a junior doctor in training longer than most of the cabinet have been MPs and will still be a junior doctor in training long after they've been all been kicked out of parliament. So true. I was thinking it about is, it, like, it how is many true. politicians... I wonder when. Did you see? Did you see the sly little quote tweet from Ryanair that was hilarious? Of all the ran- oh, yes. the random people to comment, so they uh, they quote tweeted her interview where she called us doctors in training, and a bit of shade said this is a politician in training, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, I did like that. So she was. When did she become an MP? Seems like yesterday. She, she acts like it yeah. was just yesterday. Twenty. She was selected with three others, July 2014. Oh. So, yeah. We have been, been same. I've been doctor longer than that. Oh, rubbish. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Exactly. Fast track. She's like a PA. PA yeah, that's what, yeah. She's always very topical. Very topical. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What's this one? Sec, anyone who wants to take leave over Christmas? Who yeah. Said that? So forgive me, because I saw this, got enraged, added it to our document of links, and then thought, oh, I'll come back to that. But. Let's just feel the rage now. So this was this was a post by David Chung, who is in emergency medicine. I assume he's a doctor. I don't know. But the tweet says, many years ago, I was asked when I thought we could make efficiency savings. My reply was to sack anyone in acute healthcare who felt they could take a full two weeks off over Christmas. Probably why I'm not a good team fit for higher things. You've said that yourself yeah. then. Yeah. What is that? Talk about Captain Obvious. What is that? So what? Is that anyone with families or anyone who... What's the mean? So what? The fact that you want a break and you have maybe caring commitments or you have family commitments. So yeah. we just automatically... So everyone. So yeah, don't get a job then. 
what a weird pissy thing to say. Also, like, how does that, how is that efficiency savings? Because you can't give everyone annual leave anyway. Like, that's how it works any time of the year. 100% of the people can't be off at the exact same time. Yeah. And uh, was, but, as, but aside from that, but aside from that, though, like how does if someone takes their holiday over Christmas, I just don't understand that argument. It's, it feels like one of those martyr complexes. Oh, look at me. Yeah. I'm, I work harder than you. Yeah, Who absolutely. cares? I, I turn up two hours early. I think the good thing is looking at the positive side, this guy obviously doesn't mind working Christmas and therefore. You know, crack on, bags. isn't it? Yeah. Great work with him. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for volunteering for that, Dr. Chung. Yeah, mate, yeah. You can get like locum rate, whatever. Just do it, mate. You do it. You enjoy it. No, I'm sure he would do it for free. He sounds like a proper salt of the earth. Yeah, I'll work free. Christmas because I obviously care more than everyone else. NHS needs me. Yeah, of course it does. Of course. Oh, oh sorry. I'm just. I'm person. just feeling extra sassy tonight. I'm so sorry if I, if we get yeah, if I get yeah, us into if I get us into trouble. Sass doctor. <laughs> yeah, sass doctor. Um, the next tweet is from Paul Young. Paul Ash Young. Trainees who have written rotors for departments, have you been paid or given time back in lieu for doing this? How much? T- oh, this is a funny one. How much time pay- payment? How is that time pay agreed? What? And somebody said, does anyone get paid for that? When I made to do it with training is branded an educational opportunity. Oh, yeah. Everything now, if I didn't have a calendar, I would have thought this was like April the 1st, that there was actually uh-huh. like a thought that we could get remunerated for this stuff. Because have you ever done that role? Um, have you ever been? No. Oh, it's the most thankless. Not trusted with it. I had to do it week in neurosurgery when you were like, the lead, not the lead reg or the lead SHO, but essentially whoever had been there the longest would have to do it for the grade below. So when I went up to registrar, because I'd done my kind of F2, my locum year, and then my ST1 and ST2 there, I was just lumbered with, oh, now you're in charge of the SHO rotor for like right. medicine and surgery in, in our hospital. And no one tells you how to do that shit. And then I didn't even think that I could ask for time or money for that. And I just did it. And the only, like, the only bonus point to doing that was that when you wanted to come and take your own leave, you could at least, yeah. like, easily see where you could take it rather than, like, email someone and say, oh, can I have this? And then they say, oh, no, that's already taken, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was, like, the only positive. Not even that you could just give yourself the good leave. But yeah. the whole, like, thing of asking for swaps and then when people want three, four, five-way swaps and then it just gets really complicated, it just... Yeah, I, I felt like a complete Wally. mug because all I got at the end of it was this like really random letter that was like, thank you for looking after the rotor. And I was like, do I just put that in my portfolio? Do I frame it? What's the deal? Yeah, but yeah, I just right. like never again. It's one of those many things that just one of those many costs you just end up accumulating as in a, you just end up sucking up preparing stuff for the M&M. Yeah. Or you just you do it and you're, it ends up leaking into your free time. Of course and it does. It's pretty thankless. It is. Because uh, I think it's it, framed as it's Yeah. And that's it. In roles like that, it's a given that you're always going to piss someone off because you just can't please yeah. 100% of the people. And it often got to be the way that you would always put yourself last because I would panic that people think I was giving myself preferential treatment and then mm. would sort everyone else's leave requests out. And then mine was last and then I could never get what I wanted. So it had the converse effect. But you're right as well. People like brand it as, oh, it's good organizational and leadership skills. And you just think you've conned me into this big time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a con. God. Whole of medicine is a con. I'd just be like saying at the moment. There's so many things, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Put hairs in your chest. Yes. Yeah. University hospitals, Birmingham, covering itself in more glory 
And this time around, what a shocker, it's cardiology. There's a tweet about that. So a tweet from Emily Townsend, who I think she works for HSJ, the Health Health Service Journal. Journal. Yeah. Yeah. She said, junior doctors in cardiology at the University Hospitals Birmingham's Trust being subject to public humiliation. So in an email scene, the new Queen Elizabeth Hospital chief said that some doctors were scared about contacting the consultants, warns of very serious patient safety implications. That hospital is just sounds Oh my awful. gosh. And also, like I know this is like audio only, but if you could see my face, or just to provide some context, I feel like I'm just doing the shocked Pikachu meme face <laughs> at the moment when it's like, what? so it's I don't know it's like you see it and you see the same hospital mentioned all the time and I don't know man it's like how can somewhere be that bad yeah bonkers but then you've got more examples of bad behavior didn't you You linked a tweet Uh, yeah so this lots of anon accounts sharing lots of different posts and whatever this week but the one that I had to pick up on um was about uh, someone reporting that a date dex was submitted at Charing Cross Hospital last week by a junior doctor in response to an incident with a consultant in care of the elderly. The consultant was angry that TTOs had not been completed in a timely manner, so made the ward FY1s hand over their shoes and refused so to give them back until they had been completed. I'm sorry, and I know the power imbalance is huge, but who the hell takes it? I'm sorry, that I don't think I could ever take my shoes. Yeah. I just don't understand. Why would you ask? What? How would you? What kind of person thinks that's like a the consult? If that if this happened, I'm not saying it didn't, but if this happened, the consultant is obviously some sort of sadistic individual. Yeah. But also, I just I hope none of those F ones actually took off their shoes and yeah. handed them over because I just I'm not saying it's easy. And I say again, the power imbalance. But that's just just that's not even so just being treated as a human and. It's just these weird people out there. Um, so I hope, I hope that gets investigated because that's really... Oh, it's awful. It's awful. But I don't know. Like, we, we keep just hearing random stuff like this. And I, just, I don't think it will ever stop because I don't know if people start off being like that or their personality is like that or does it come with seniority and disillusionment with the system or do, do they just get high on power or what? I, I don't know. Because it just yeah. reminds me, like, in that respect, sometimes I think about some of the consultants I've worked with and then some of the ward nurses, like the kind of the more experienced nurses were like, oh, I remember them as a reg. They were so lovely and they completely changed when they turned into a consultant or when they became a consultant. And you're just like, oh, yeah. that's such a shame. Yeah. That usually means they're an asshole to begin with, isn't it? And they were just hiding it. They're just better at hide. Yeah. Maybe they thought they had to hide it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was a response, I think, about to, to toxic behaviors where someone said, oh, and then they'll use neuro, having a neurodiverse condition, or no, having a neurodiverse diagnosis um, as an excuse for bad behavior, which I thought was like a random bit of flex, a straight, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, straight bullet to like shoot. Yeah. And Rosie quote tweeted that, didn't she? She said, many autistic, ADHD, NHS staff, medical and otherwise don't disclose in the workplace as they fear this kind of perception and having their condition weaponized against them then they don't get the support they need to perform well especially at their early career i appreciate the op's a, a right to state their opinion they may have had very challenging experiences with colleagues who are neurodivergent but i'm keen that neurodivergent conditions are not stigmatized further by being framed as weapons for the weak and underperforming and i'm neither by the way yeah. 
Yeah. There's a lot of that at the minute, isn't it? Talking about, oh, it's overdiagnosed or people blame everything on being neurodiverse. And I just want people to think of like more creative arguments than that because I'm just getting yeah, bored of that one now. I know. It's so offensive Essentially, the answer well. to that is it's incredibly common. Yeah. That's the, that's what, they feel like it's being overdiagnosed because it's common. It's like depression when people are figuring out and understanding yeah. more about depression. It's not that everyone suddenly like... Yeah, it's not fashionable. It's, yeah. No, just yeah. recognizing it. And I hate that, like, where people do think that people just seek out a diagnosis because it's the next big thing or it's fashionable. And I'm not saying I regret finding out that I am neurodivergent, but also my, it's just a fact that I think my life would probably a lot, would be a lot easier if I was a new, if I was neurotypical Sorry. and it's not. And I'm not saying I would change it. There are certain days where, oh my God, I wish 100%, yeah. but I just think to play it down and just say, oh, everybody wants a diagnosis. I'm actually like, no, I'd rather not, to be honest, on the whole. But yeah. lucky them, if that's the kind of yeah. ridiculous world that they live in, then yeah, crack on. Yeah. Oh, the next tweet was a bit more positive. Tab for the ego. Remarkable how good a tab can be for the old ego. And that was a tweet from at Tom Knowles for the little. Do, can you think of a particularly nice tab that you got? bit of feedback um wow. oh no i don't know if i said recently i had i recently tried to do a tab for my arcp which is in a couple of weeks time and it i don't think i managed to get enough responses but whatever uh, but my my boss so i had to because because i rotated so many times because the way it worked for me this year was odd and every team i was in didn't have over 10 people for me to send tabs to so i had to get to a certain point and then try and send tabs to enough people in total because otherwise it doesn't allow you to send invites unless you've got at least like 10 people to send them out to you know when I was working in community site glass rotation the team only had six people and then I moved to GP and then I all of a sudden I had to complete this tab so I just had to send one to like my supervisor and thing in my new job just to get the required numbers and they filled it in and my supervisor was like oh just I know it's anonymous but I'm sure that you'll guess what comment was mine and I just want you to know that Something like, oh, I didn't write very good things because I don't know you. And I'm, just, I'm sure that'll be different when I do it again next year. And I was just thinking, like, why would you well, say that? You don't know me. So how about you don't comment? I don't know. And I just, we spoke about it afterwards. And I just thought, like, that's not very helpful to me. But then someone in, one of the, one of the secretaries in work told me that she liked my jacket. And I was like, can I just not put that in? That feedback yeah. meant more to me. And that was better for my ego than being told, like, oh, what I wrote, you might not like it, but it's because I don't know you that yet. Okay. Oh, but cheers. have you had any interesting MSF or tab experiences? Yeah. So that's a, some interesting, some ones that I guess they're going for like funny. And one person made a comment about my love of donuts, I think. Oh, that's. But, yeah. Which I think is like fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But I did get one that was like, like the kind of backhanded compliment sometimes. Like one person goes, you're not known to be late that often. Oh. How's that? Oh, yeah, Sorry that's about, yeah. But oh know. no, I hate no. That's <laughs> I hate that. I'm just oh, like oh, yeah. that's such a mind fuzz. But, yeah, I was like oh, the double like the negatives. Oh, okay. But yeah, like yeah. hidden meanings. But Doctor Sathina Watson, whose handle is at More Fluids, made a good point that wasn't directly related to this, but it fits. So she just said, yeah. never underestimate the power of positive feedback but also never underestimate the damage done by negative feedback many people are yeah. facing struggles you have no idea of lift others up rather than tear them down so yeah back off on the double negatives 
who knows one day that might be you and look after each other which I think is such a good I think we are so bad or sometimes our supervisors are so bad at providing feedback and sometimes I think I would rather have no feedback than like you say some of these like backhanded like weirdly phrased things and and it, it takes me back to childhood when my mum used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Anything. And yeah, I sometimes yeah. want to say that because I, sometimes we do need to be criticised, but when it's not constructive, that's when I just start to lose all semblance of wanting to listen to that and wanting to improve and things. Because when someone just is there slating you because they can, it's just a bit like, I can't help but take that personally and start yeah. answering back and stuff. Whereas I feel like feedback should be constructive in a way. And people talk, yeah. actually, people talk about shit sandwich as well, don't they? Where you give like a bit of positive feedback, then you drop the shit in. And then it's a bit more good feedback at the end, just round it off. And I think that's, even that's better. But Yeah. It's still supposed to be bullshit, isn't it? Shit sandwich. Totally. But isn't the key thing, like as you said, feedback's got to be something that you can do something with it. You yeah. Can, not it like, gives you the key. to. Yeah. Not well, just making an observation about you that they just don't exactly. like. Oh, I think you like too many yeah. donuts. Okay. Thanks for that. That's just an opinion. Yeah. It's true. Like feedback should be a suggestion, not an observation, right? I think it's funny because that doesn't apply to Dr. Watson. It's an important topics, Athena. You can raise with college. We can teach people who have to deal with underperformance how to do it sensitively. We can also remind people who publicly disparage colleagues that they risk professional sanctions against themselves. Like, Mate, this person's got something very specific. That is, yeah, there's what started off was like mm, such a, look. just a wholesome generic truth. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But talking about like feedback and such, there was a tweet about, about kind of choosing good specialties and stuff. And someone said, y'all keep sleeping on the best specialty in medicine. Uh, one single day on family medicine. So I guess that's the equivalent of general practice in the UK. Uh, one single day oh, right. on family medicine reminded me why I came to med school in the first place. So much fun. When they made me leave at 5pm, I thought it was only like 1.30. I'm, le- I'm legit sad that I have three days off next week for Christmas. It's like a game show. This is the bit that got, this is the bit that made me howl. Because I don't know, fair play, if you feel that passionate about general practice, I'm happy for you. That's so good. But this is the bit that I loved. It's like a game show. Behind door number one, there's an 89-year-old with dementia. Behind door number two, a punch biopsy. Behind door number three, there's an ADHD evaluation who also needs a smear and a flu shot. Behind door number four, the cutest baby you've ever seen for a well-child visit. So much fun. So I I had to put that in there because I think now I'm back in GP, I have been relishing the variety. And whilst it is very tiring, you can't deny that after you get maybe one of the more difficult cases, you're then doing like a baby check. It's, oh, it's all okay again. Like I get to squidge some cute baby thighs and stuff. (laughs) But yeah. Just yeah, a little, drop a bit of GP love in there. Yeah, it's a bit of positivity for GP because yeah. like, quite often it's the other way, isn't it? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, did you see there was one, oh, I can't actually remember the exact tweet, but it was from today where someone said something like, "Oh, um, so someone had said, do GP practices tend to have ECG machines because we got sent one where um, they didn't have access to one, so they came Oh, no, I didn't see that. And then someone goes, oh, yeah, and even if they do take ECGs, they can't read them. They sent a patient. And then, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, that's you. Wow. So we don't don't actually have access to ECG machines in our practice. I think it's just one of the, might be different everywhere, but whenever I've worked in Liverpool in primary care, we have a, a central kind of hub. So 
they have open access in some of the hospitals and walking centres, but that's the locally commissioned service. So we can't do them in our practice. Oh. We don't, I don't think we get paid for it. So the commission service, you set, you send, you book, you book it on like an electronic system and then the patient just goes at a time that's convenient oh. for them. And then we get the ECG sent to us. And I think it's reported, but I don't actually, oh, okay. but sometimes it looks like an automatic report. So we just read them ourselves anyway, or text them to Darusha. But no, I've not done that. I've not done that yet, but the option's there. But yeah, it's interesting that, but that's a bit sly, isn't it? Yeah. It didn't get very well received. Oh, that's the thing, good. The thing, that's good. The funny thing was, is that I was, I was like, wow, your tweet's been out for seven hours. That's a, yeah, that that's... a strong sort of stomach. Yeah, like, uh, absolutely. There so there's, there's this other tweet from Michael Baird that said, do I like this specialty or are these people just normal? Yeah. I think I, know so, I so relate to that. It totally depends on who you meet, doesn't it, sometimes? That's how I bloody got caught in neurosurgery. But then I found out that people were maybe Come not as us. normal as I would. Not that I'm normal at all, but yeah. That's yeah, so funny. funny, isn't it? How... It is so funny. I think, doesn't it show, isn't it funny, like, the courses or, like, the paths that we choose in life and how much of them might be based on such a conversation or an interaction? <laughs> totally, or totally. Kind of you're like, how many steps? I knew a consultant who ended up in her specialty because she just got chatting to someone in a lift when she was like a house officer. And this was before like the training system as we have it now. And that's where you could just work wherever you wanted and then would just try and get a registrar job in that. But she said like she literally ended up in her specialty because of just a conversation with like someone that she recognized in a lift. And I was like, right, that's faith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't even know where to begin with describing this tweet, the <laughs> one from Rosie about the nerve stimulator. Yes. What? This looks like, so that she screenshotted like an, a headline from an article and the headlines. Must have been the Times, right? She's our Times correspondent that we, <laughs> whose subscription we use, yeah, when it's behind a paywall. So the, the headline of the article says, jolting surgeons with electric currents makes them work better. Researchers say applying a current to a surgeon's brain before they enter theatre helps them learn to use new tools. And Rosie's captioned that with new use for nerve stimulator just announced. (laughs) Who signed up for this trial as a participant, by the way? That's quite brave. (laughs) It is. Fair play to them, yeah. We should see if it improves the quality of people's referrals. If they want to make a referral, they should also have an electric shock. Beforehand, it might improve the yes. quality of the referral. Yeah, it should work it might both also ways. Decrease, yeah, yeah, and then it'll decrease the number of referrals as well. And like, how much electric current are we talking? Are we talking like <laughs> ECT? Do they need to be under GA or sedated? Oh, or are we talking wow. about a literal? You know, like those like electric shock pens that you get as like a joke. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's probably somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. I eagerly await that article in the BM yeah, yeah. Christmas yeah, BMJ maybe one year. Yeah, Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. You like this tweet from Fesshole. Oh, nice. I know. It's been a while, isn't it? I felt yeah, yeah. we should we'll get some Fess in there. And you and Imran always used to choose some of the most. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. And then I saw one. I thought, oh my God, Fesshole can actually be wholesome as well. Yeah, yeah. Tell us this one. So this was a Fesshole from December 20th. And it said, whilst I was a student nurse, I was taking the blood pressure on an elderly gentleman. Now, I thought this was going to go a whole different way. My <laughs> mind went to a dark place, but luckily it was not. So I tried several times and I was getting nothing. I pressed the emergency bell for everyone to come running to help. And the gentleman laughed and said, that's my prosthetic arm. It's like when you get, it's, 
it's when kids are getting initiated on building yards, isn't it? So yeah, go and get the tartan paint or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she talked about elderly man arm blood pressure, I just thought, I don't know why my mind went. So Where's this going? Very, Where's yeah, this going? I'm going to end up with something sticky next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. It ended well. It did. Ended it well. wasn't a bad one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Oh, this one. This, oh, this is quite enraging. Is there anything more NHS than driving across the city to have your driving license, passport and water bill photocopied when you've already sent them, sent them copies weeks ago for no reason other than admin goes per. Oh my gosh, that is definitely is ridiculous, isn't it? What? I don't know. Totally. Before I started F1, they made me come to Liverpool to show my documents. And I, again, I was obviously a mug then. I didn't realise I could actually just say no. But they, I was getting these threatening emails to say, if you don't provide your documents in person with an ID check to the HR but that was like off-site in Liverpool, then that you can't start your F1 in Liverpool on this date and you'll be delayed. And so like, I, I dragged my mum on like a four-hour drive to Liverpool just to show these bloody documents from South Wales because obviously I was living in South Wales before F1. Mm. And then drove back and she was like, are you sure that was it? I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Oh what a God. waste. But no, it's totally right. And I, I've had jobs in the same hospital, but I've been on like a lead employer contract and then a hospital contract. And again, my job, my start date's been delayed because I refused to show the documentation to the same person. I was like, I'm still working here. Like, how can this be? Yeah, like, how yeah, can yeah. this be ridiculous? Like, yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, why can't you even on the other side of it? Can they not just be like, this is obviously nonsense. Like, why am I making... But no, they're like, no, you need to do it again. Like, yeah, why couldn't they just, they not consider that? Fun, funnily enough, for my, I'm just thinking back now. So for my GP training, where also they were threatening, even though I was employed by the same lead employer for neurosurgery, they still had to check all my documents and my GMC certificate and my degree certificate again. Even I'm like, no, you're the same employer. But then I had to pay all this extra money to get my documents oh, really? stamped at the post office. I thought. Racket. Oh, Someone's my getting gosh. paid. Totally. Then it's the stinger of paying for your own bloody DBS check, the enhanced version, as yeah, if to say, yeah. as if we have a choice of the matter. But I'm just, I just keep yeah. saying it tonight. We're all bloody mugs. That's ridiculous. Okay. Something that's constantly on the feed, PAs. PAs, mm. everyone hates PAs, probably. Anyway, there was a tweet that, about a job advert. So where it is? I don't know. Because... Yeah, I don't know. They did oh. reply to the... Did they? Yeah. They re... uh, yes. Yeah. So, the job advert says... So it was for a PA and it said the PA will actively undertake clinical supervision of ward nursing staff, junior doctors and student PAs to facilitate the development of clinical skills and practice. And clearly that was very upsetting for people. And NHS Highland responded saying, thank you for bringing this to our attention. We are very sorry. This job description was posted in error. Clinical and educational supervision are gmc recognized roles and non-registered members of staff including a pa cannot provide clinical <laughs> supervision the advert will be updated let's hope Once. so <laughs> yeah but i saw there was there was a announcement by the gmc wasn't it this week as well that to say that i think after all the backlash they reflected on the views about the registration numbers because that wasn't <laughs> it was the thing wasn't it that PAs and AAs were just going to be given a seven-digit GMC number, licensed medical Doctors. practitioners. And they said that we can now confirm that PAs and AAs will receive a seven-digit GMC reference number with an alphabetical prefix. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. All that money was spent on some big consultation, I'm sure. Cool. Isn't it money mad well that 
But isn't it mad that just didn't even cross their minds to just do that in the first place? Yeah. I see why people get annoyed with the GMC because it does feel like there's they don't have they don't have feelers in the real world. It's I hate the phrase ivory tower because I don't quite know what it means, but this feels like very ivory tower. <laughs> just like quite disconnected from what okay. really happens, doesn't it? And I know it seems like such a little thing, it's registration numbers, but it's a it's an important point. Like how do you distinguish? Because yeah. But I yeah. thought that was an interesting turnaround. Did you see how the, you, you linked that tweet where someone has gotten vexed, or one of the anons has gotten vexed about a personal, literally a personal uh, assistant? Oh my god! Oh, they've just, they apologized. They've, they've, no, they've they deleted, deleted it. it. Oh, because that post was up for a long time, and I was quite surprised that I was like, okay, you're actually doubling down on this now because you're now saying that, or whether it was a personal assistant, they should still use should use the word consultant, and I'm like, that jobs. Like, it's a PA to the consultant. That's why they're called a consultant PA. There's no voodoo or dark art or anything here. And so many people jumped on that. Oh, this can't be real. And no, it wasn't real. But yeah. I don't know. Insight got there in the end and they took it down. But that was up for quite a while. And a lot of shite being spouted about that. I just, <laughs> I don't I think, isn't it funny, though, that, they don't have any, I mean, they don't put any of their details down. So it's not like anything can be traced back to them. Can they not just be a bit more humble then and be like, yeah, we got that wrong or whatever. But no, it doesn't suit their agenda. So they just deleted it and moved on to how, outrage about How outrage dare you expect else. that much from Tarusha? How I dare know, you? Ridiculous. But yeah, yeah it's a bit. toxic. Yeah, it's a bit cringe. Non-medical stuff. Yay, finally, uh, my best bit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, 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 let's do it. How's, okay, what's this one? Outlook wrapped. This sounds yeah, really so depressing. We, I think oh, the last days. time, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about how Spotify wrapped, didn't we? And I saw this tweet that made me howl because I only use Outlook for work. and I don't know why I just struggle to get my head around Outlook. It's yeah, just... It's really clunky. And random. Yeah, boring. I just don't like the whole Microsoft kind of system and Office, Quiet, whatever, yeah. and Teams and shit. But yeah, this guy, Mike Townsend, said they should do an Outlook raft, most frequently contacted, how many emails you ignored, highest word count per recipient, how many times you said the word sorry, which sender needlessly used the most urgent flags. It would be really boring, but I still want to see it. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Love that. True. Who would yeah. yours be? I've got a few locum agencies that just won't give up. Oh, like, I my God. I try, like, blo blocking them. Yes. And they just keep... I like... don't know. They must have. So I keep getting these calls mm, from yeah. Milton Keynes, and I've realized now that it's ID Medical, and I keep blocking every single number and telling them I'm no longer interested in any of this. But, Doctor, yeah. we have this plastic SHO, and I'm like, I've never done plastics. Just leave me alone, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah, I... relentless. I changed my telephone number over it, actually. got really annoyed. And I'm I was not like, surprised. But I still keep getting the emails. Medeco, particularly irritating. Just leave me alone. And it just seems like they've got millions of... And even though I like report it as spam and junk and whatever. Yeah, they have all these ways around, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's pathetic. And I don't know what their hit rate must be. Yeah, to the people who... Proper like, carpet, blanket. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. What they pick up is, it's just... Talking, yeah. about, talking about boring things, though, because I would not think that a payphone was in any sort of way interesting but I saw this tweet and it really stung like it caused me a physical pain because they said sorry if this is a silly question 
but I've only seen payphones in movies. Did payphones actually exist everywhere in real life? What? Oh, or is it used to create drama in films? Why aren't there any? I'm like, oh, my sweet summer child. Oh, my Jeez. love. Oh, you must God. have so had you used them. I remember yeah, using of them when you could And reverse call. MPN. 10p, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 10p, we would get you enough to ring. And I use, say, I've used them loads. Yeah, and, yeah. and then... That reverse call thing charge, it wasn't always successful. Yeah, yeah. But no, before like mobiles and stuff. Oh my God, we lived in a time before mobiles. Of course we did. But we'd be like, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just thought, wow, love- that's so young. <laughs> I know. And they'd inevitably be full of like card um, escort agencies. Workers, right? yeah. yeah. Or yeah. someone had tried to set it on fire. So like the wind, bits of the window would be melted. Or maybe that was in the valleys yeah. only. I don't know. Well, no, I remember one that was particularly, yeah, people would use it as to weird. As a bathroom Um, area. I think there are some that are still used for AEDs, to store AEDs. Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's that's right. I'm just scrolling through the replies. So the person then showed a picture of a payphone to say this is what they are. So thanks for that. (laughs) Thank you. And she's followed that up and said, reading people's retro memories, I feel so nostalgic for a time I didn't even grow up in. It all Mm. seems so social and adventurous back then. I wish we could get some oh, of that back. Yeah, maybe sick. Yeah, she, she clearly no one told her about the pissy ones. Yeah. Well, oh, what um, a world. What a lovely little world, world to be in. So there was a tweet from Adam Sharp that said, my favorite way of saying <laughs> zero fucks given is from the Greek slang. And it goes, I mean, there's some Greek and it says, it means flowers on my dick and beads all around. I love his uh, tweets about language. They are yeah, some so of my, nice. he's one of my favorite accounts to follow at the moment. Yeah. There was one that was, the mayor had a bowel movement in the prairie. Does that, I don't one, really know what that means. Oh, that means I don't give two hoots. So that's, uh, um, and, and another way of saying that as well is I'll have my cat cry over this, which I actually love <laughs> as if to say, yeah. I'm going to use that one. I'll have my cat cry. Oh my gosh, these are hilarious. I definitely recommend a follow. So his handle is at Adam C. Shah. Because, I, yeah, what else? Someone said, there? another one, another fun old German way of saying you're not interested is, Erzal das Neerparkour. It means tell that to a parking meter. <laughs> and there's one here, my favorite Finnish version of I couldn't care less. And I'm not going to try and pronou- um, pronounce the sentence. Oh, but the Finnish yeah, version of I couldn't care less translates as it means it interests me as much as a kilogram of shit, which is a very specific <laughs> amount of shit, but yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, here's a few. So a list of I don't give a fudge phrases that involve food. So I care a cucumber. <laughs> I like that. Well, look, there's a Welsh one. I care not a potato. I uh, care not a potato. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've one. ever heard that phrase. Maybe it's a like a colloquialism in north wales or something perhaps because we have different dialects but my favorite number one is i don't give a frostbitten onion that's a romanian phrase sounds very oh. eastern block doesn't it? it's hard as nails that the welsh talk about not caring about a potato but the romanians is a frostbitten onion amazing hard as nails hard as nails yeah nice oh that was a nice little thread that's good makes a bit of a change yeah so what's this next one what's yeah. your sixth sense talent you... yeah but your but like your bull like your bs like talent because i think there's we must all have a skill that probably serves us like no purpose whatsoever i think mine might be just like knowing when a kiwi is exactly right to eat 
and that has oh, really? no use wow. for like whatsoever. Like I can, no, but like I can like, kiwis. but I can tell when. So for me, I love fruit when it's not quite ripe because I like the sharpness. So if you were to tell me like your preferences, I'll be like, oh, that kiwi, you could eat that in a day and you'll enjoy it. So really I don't I've just got this obsession with kiwis I'm probably deficient in some sort of vitamin but absolutely <laughs> craving kiwis but the person who wrote the tweet said that her or his or her sorry sixth sense bullshit sixth sense as she or he calls them I can always tell when something of mine is done baking without needing a timer and she can hear a few or she can very hear a few stanzas of a song in a movie and pretty consistently pinpoint who the composer is do you have any Therusha yeah sadly I can tell, I have to be in the same building, but if a TV is on, it doesn't even have to have anything on it. Like that kind of noise in the background. I was going to say, can you hear electric? Because I think it's a neurodivergent thing. And some, and I think people (laughs) think I'm crazy sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I can can hear light switches sometimes when the lights are on. Oh yeah, the little kind of... Yeah. And then everyone's looking at you as if to say, that's it, so TVs then. Is it like a high-pitched noise or... It's like a kind of, it's like a fry sound, but like really high, like fry sound. Yeah. Like really high-pitched. Well, it is like a kind of, or like being on a space station, that they use that sound effect for being in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so Um, strange. Completely useless, obviously. But yeah, you never Um, know. One day there'll be like a study that says... Let's see if we can shock surgeons and see if they can then hear television. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or maybe like, TVs and you'll be the you'll be are... the control. You'll be the control subject. Oh, that, yeah, that's true. I was thinking more with smart TVs. Like maybe they become like sentient, and then they start Ooh. to hunt people down. And then yes. I'll be able to tell if they're, if they're being stalked If they were them. near, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be yes. like John Connor. Yeah. And they'll be like, he's oh, the that's well one. better. You'll yeah, know. yeah. I'd rather <laughs> that happen to you than get electrocuted in some... Like random Christmas BMJ study, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, you okay. deserve better than that. Thank you. Thank you. The TV apocalypse doesn't sound so great either, but anyway, I need no. to be a hero in that one. There was, there was another tweet this week. So moving on to something a bit Christmassy now, seeing as the time of year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was another tweet this week that showed um, a video. I think it was a teacher asking his students, like, what would you buy for someone in their 30s? So I'm just playing this video on silent now because some of these are hilarious. So I'll tell you some of my favorites. Signs. So one person said what you should buy is signs that say, bless this home. That's a boomer, actually. I'd say that's well older than 30s. One of my favorites is coming up. A Dyson vacuum. Yeah, fine. That's a good one. The next one, a bottle of wine and hip implants. <laughs> Love that oh. one. What else have we got coming up? Panera bread. Panera bread, bread gift card because people in their 30s love soup. Apparently. Bingo cards piss off. Bingo. You can give some bars and, and body, body words. Oh, they're clearly American. But oh, yeah, we all love such smellies. Oh, expensive meats. That's actually a good yeah. one. Every, all 30-odd-year-olds love, love charcuterie boards, don't they? Yeah, that's Hard true. candies. Old people's cards. T-Max gift cards. Oh, Candy oh, Crush Premium. I actually wouldn't mind that as a gift. I'll take it. Oh. Yeah, that's an interesting insight into, into the youth. <laughs> Oh God, I feel so old. That and the phone this box is, tweet is just killed this me. Is painful. Absolutely yeah, killed yeah. me. They don't need to. They need to be. They need to. Res- they show some respect to the kids these days, man. But as well, talk, talking about gifts. This is the last tweet I've linked. I don't know yeah. how I saw this. So this was a post. It must have been on like Facebook Marketplace or something, because someone then pulled this through to Twitter, and the title of the post was called "This is a pampered chef chicken stuffer." So I think pampered chef must be like a brand oh. of kitchenware. 
the picture is actually of a oh. metal speculum. And the person trying to sell that said, I believe this chicken stuffer is made by Pampered Chef because it's really durable and seems to be high quality. My mum used to, my mum used it to hold the chicken open while she put the stuffing in it. It works really good, but I'm not much of a cook. And they're selling that for $10. What a bargain. Wow. But it's a, it's a, like a vaginal speculum. How did that get there? What's the journey that it made? That's was it a brand new in, one? Exactly. Yeah. They're all disposable these days. <laughs> and I'm sure the environment's not thanking us for that, but probably a relief thing, in some way that they don't make it into people's houses that, and chicken cavities. Whatever, whatever the path it took, we know that that speculum has seen some stuff. Seen stuffing. Yeah, it's <laughs> seen some stuffing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a way to end there what a way to end yeah. yeah oh gosh so we should mention our sponsors scrbs underscore uk they put you in scrubs please do check them out i'm sorry that they're being mentioned at the end of the podcast as a favor to us and as a potential gift idea i'm not sure if it'll come yeah. in before christmas now but um... if you can't get your hands on a chicken stuffer then scrubs were always the next best option <laughs> i was like where are you going with this yeah, yeah good yeah, question yeah. nobody so knows <laughs> So these guys, they make really comfortable, practical scrubs that are suitable for healthcare professionals, anyone in the kind of care setting, vets, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, dent dentists, do check them out. And if you use our promo code 2medics10, T-W-O-M-E-D-I-C-S-10, 10% off, treat yourself. Treat your, they are gorgeous. Now, gorgeous, lovely. Now I should mention Imran, he tweeted about his daughter being not very well over a week ago. She's still in hospitals slowly getting better but of course thinking about him and yeah. wishing him all the best he asked when he tweeted about it he asked that kind of people pray for him it's like yeah a, a religious man and i do think about the power of the universe and stuff and i do think yeah. right. i totally i'm not i i sometimes i'm gutted i'm often gutted that i don't have a specific faith but i am very spiritual and i genuinely do believe in the power of prayer and Often I don't know what I can pray to, but sometimes I just try and put so many positive vibes out there for people. And I do think there's a lot of power in that. And it's such a relief to hear that his daughter is slowly getting better. That's yeah. incredible. It must be an incredibly hard time. Yeah, exactly. Difficult That's week for lots things, of yeah. people, isn't it, at the moment? Really yeah. difficult week. Or love. Yeah. Be nice yeah. to each other. Yeah. Look yeah. after yourselves. Yeah. And have a good Christmas. Yes. Yes. Christmas. How many weeks? Three this, days? this episode. Yeah. So this oh, episode should come oh out. Oh my Christmas gosh. Eve. Christmas is Monday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Well, oh, yeah. We need to sort out what we're doing for Christmas in terms of episodes. And yeah, we'll get back to you oh, yeah. on that one, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure something oh, out. Yeah. yeah. We'll do a rewind Until then, version. Yeah. Until you hear yeah, from yeah. us at some point, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. All the maybe, best. Maybe see you end of December, maybe 2024. Exactly. Who knows? I don't know. I think. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I yeah. hope we continue. It's It'd been be good, good if we didn't finish here, yeah. to be fair. I would like to do yeah. a few more through, if that's okay with <laughs> me. No, me too, me too, me too. I'm not finishing right. up quite yet. But no, yeah. thanks for all listening. And uh, yeah, please look after yourselves. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.